Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm Welcome to a Cigar Hustlers Podcast, where we take a closer look at the people of the cigar industry with your host, Mike and Mike. Yeah, so, you know, what's going That's good. Hi, Mike. Hello, how are you? I feel like we're really kind of hitting our stride here. Yeah, they're getting a lot easier, more fun to do. I think that we've kind of like reached a point where we're just like, fuck it, here it is, and you know. <laughs> we just is it, we just don't care now. Yeah, and I think that, that makes a big difference. Trying like, to remember which um, does why do we? Oh, well, we'll just go. Well, what are you going to do? No, no, it's, uh, it's peaking again, oh, which I God. was told was bad, but. Well, fix it. I've got everything on I'm supposed to have on. I don't believe you. I'll turn that. I don't believe you. Look at that. That's not good. Well, yeah, but the good thing is I can fix it after now. It won't be as good. Yes, it will. So as you were literally... So, uh, yeah, that is I the longest totally sexual weird. innuendo I've ever heard of. I just life. totally fucking... That whole, it's peaking yeah. right now. I have on everything I'm supposed to have on, <laughs> but it's still peaking. That's not good. That's, that's well, true. I can fix it after. It Holy moly, that looks really bad. It looks really like bad. We're right at what we know we're supposed to be doing. We're doing a good job at Turn it. Turn that down. See? Way, no. It doesn't work at all. Yeah. Yeah. Turn off his mic. <laughs> Oh, yeah, come back six weeks, Mike. Jeff. Maybe it's <laughs> by the way, good. It's first time we've had four mics. Ooh, turn it off, turn it off. Let's see. Uh, he's number two. I'm out. Oh, see? Oh, no, no, no. 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 Still doing no, it. Still fucked. Still see? All right, Jeff's back on. I'm back. By the way, good morning, Mike. Good. We haven't gotten that far yet. Oh. But hi. I wasn't talking to either of you. I was talking to my microphone. Oh, wow. Same that's nice. Yeah. Hey. Wow, that's rough. Oh, that's Are you ready to start? <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead. One, two, three, go. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Mike. And this is a Cigar Hustlers podcast. podcast. I really hate that part. Oh, you sound like you're fucking dying that time around. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't like that part. Jesus Christ. We have um, we have a special guest in, we have two guests in the studio, the studio <laughs> today. Uh, Jared Trudeau of Christoph Cigars and uh, one Jerry Gruper. <laughs> the the handler of Jared Trudeau today. Yeah. Handler yeah. driver. Yeah, the, the yes. yes Manservant. The, the nice valet man. Valet. valet. I'm his keeper. <laughs> <laughs> so say hi. So hi, hi, say hi. Hi everybody. Hello. So this is a podcast about origins. And uh, you know, what's kinda you know, what's really kinda remarkable about, about this is we were talking prior to the first time you came around, which I don't know, when was that? Like Months ago, it seems. Probably, yeah, six, probably six months ago or more. Some, right? yeah, yeah, something like that. So, you know, we were starting to talk about building a podcast that was kind of origin-based. And then when we, after we hung out and watched you and Jerry get kind of drunk and we were, we were having a good conversation, it was like, see, like, Jared would be a guy that you'd want to interview on the podcast. And that's kind of, right? That's kind of yeah, how we yeah, started. Yeah, exactly. about to find out how mistaken you were. <laughs> how fucking <laughs> wrong. Like, yeah, you, be wrong. You have made an error. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> so um, so tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I mean, you know, you did a great job telling the story, but if you need help, I'll guide you along. It looks like you were uh, at Bryant University. Yeah, yeah. I, I went to college. Um, That's cool. And now I sell dead plants in a tube for ten dollars. <laughs> so you can imagine how proud my parents are. Fucking peaked. Yeah, it's, I peaked too early, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But didn't you go to school to be a lawyer? 
I yeah yeah so oh, I, I must um, be disappointed. Right. Yeah, they're super disappointed. So let me you let me walk you through. That. So I'll get through that part of my life <laughs> yes, through the eyes of my disappointed parents. <laughs> so you can imagine. So I, we grew up. We we didn't grow up. My family and I. I have two brothers that were born the day before my first birthday. Right. And uh, we grew up in New England, and uh, we didn't grow up super privileged. And so we always knew, like, if we wanted to go to college, especially a private college, that we would have to get a scholarship of some sort. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I ended up getting, I ended up doing well in school for some re somehow, and I uh, I got a full scholarship to quite a few private schools up right. in New England for business. I always wanted to go to school for business. I always wanted to be an attorney. And so I went to uh, Bryant University, which is one of the three B's in New England of top business schools. Bentley, Babson, Bryant are the three B's, as they call them, and they're all solid business schools. Okay. I also know and the three B's, and they're much funner than your three B's you speak of. Are oh, they? Continue. What, are right. three what are your you three B's? You don't know the three B's? No, no, I don't even know what you're talking really? about. Really? Breakfast, back rub, blowjob? Three B's. I've never heard of those. What you always order for your birthday for what or... His pickup? Oh, sorry. So, so um, yeah, so I ended up going to a good business school, uh, graduated really strong, and um, I ended up, uh, I was going to go to law school, you know, and, uh, you know, so my parents always thought, like, you know, they're a blue-collar family and stuff like that, I'd end up being a lawyer someday, and then I said, uh, shortly thereafter, after having graduated and everything like that, I, I said, hey, mom, dad, I'm going to... Uh, I'm gonna go work for Target. Yes. <laughs> and so I got recruited by uh, uh, an alumnus of the university that I'd gone to, um, and he was the v vice president of human resources for Target. And he said, "I want to put you in an executive development program, and in 18 months you'll be a salaried executive making X amount of money." And I said, "Well, that sounds a fucking lot better than getting coffee for you know partners and law firms for 10 years until I can All actually right. make some money." And so I said, "You know, I'll do that." So I went in this executive development program. I worked for Target for a few years. And then I got headhunted and went to Bed Bath & Beyond and managed a concept for them called Christmas Tree Shops. Yeah, I wonder a, how that worked in. Yep, as a senior as a senior manager for them, I did uh, planning and uh, merchandise direction and mm -hmm. stuff like that for that for that chain. Um, and then I met Glenn. So Target is affiliated with Christmas Tree Shops? No, 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 no. Or Bed Bath & Beyond, Beyond owns Christmas right, Tree right, Shops. Right, right, right. I used to stock the so, shops at one Dixie. Did you? Maybe you should go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it's your passion. But there's probably like a 14-year-old that would do a better job. Yeah, that would take a better job. Much more nimble. Much yeah. more nimble. Uh, <laughs> I can't bend over much. Of <laughs> I picked a tip first. So. <laughs> I love you, Joe. So, um, so that's where that, so that's where that kind of came from. Bed Bath right. Beyond owns Christmas tree shops, Bye Bye Baby, Harmon right. stores, um, several different. So why did you leave Target? Ta -ta 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 Target. So I left Target because Target. Um, so they had fuck not, Target. They, yeah. No, no, no. Those damn red shirts and No, they had made a series of number one. I got headhunted, right? So right. I wasn't like applying for jobs or anything like that. Um, and when somebody calls and says, "Hey, you can go from." you know, making X to Y, and right. also you'll be a bigger fish in a smaller pond, and also, um, you know, I was thinking, Bed Bath & Beyond, like bright, shiny, clean stores, right. selling $75 plates to, right. you know, Toothbrushes, yoga moms seven, seven after leaving Whole Foods. I was like, that's a pretty fucking good gig. Right. So, I was like, I'll do that with like, you know, $150 basket size instead of a Target $30 basket size. Right. So, 
the stores will be shiny and clean and bright and beautiful. Well, then they said, we're going to send you this Christmas tree shop concepts, which is a seasonal discount merchant, 30 to 60,000 square feet. Right. That literally has an assistant manager in every store that's responsible for ordering every case that of merchandise that comes into oh, the store. Oh, good. So, if, Mike, if you're, if you're the assistant manager for planning, you forget to go down the jelly aisle, well, guess what? The store doesn't have any fucking jelly this week. You know what I mean? <laughs> or if you forget to buy some, So it's a disaster, right? So my job, a lot of my job was looking at, I was, and I worked at like two in the morning, three in the morning before the trucks got loaded and stuff like that. And I would literally go in there before any customers were in stores and I would push merchandise via a computer screen uh, you know the old IBM black with green writing, right? You know, and you got it was like a tweet. You got like forty letters to describe what this product was. No picture, no catalog, no nothing. You had no idea what it looked like. You just knew the category and the subcategory, and that was supposed to tell you. So I remember there was one. It was like nine inch wolf slash puppies. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? I gotta buy, I gotta buy like a thousand cases of that. And I'm like, just because it's hilarious. That sounds great. And it turned out to be like a ceramic lamp, right? Like, with, like with a wolf with, with a wolf. puppies yeah. and stuff like that. But and they still have them in inventory. And, they still, and you can still buy one today if you're right. interested. Yeah. So they're on clearance at this point because they yeah. can't move the seven thousand that you purchased. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it was it was interesting and it was kind of like the wild wild west because I'm used to Target. You buy a water bottle. Another water bottle shows up in the next truck to replace it. Right. This store, you have to physically order 3,000 cube trucks to send. Right. And this was, when did you, you said this was in the 80s? No. No. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> no. I'm just talking about the fucking computer. I'm talking about you. No. No. You know? Yeah. No. Like this, IBM fucking green dot yeah, it piece was, of shit. They probably haven't, hadn't updated the computer systems since so, probably the 90s. Right. You know? And so the, it was, it was just crazy. And so I met Glenn at a cigar event right. as a customer. And he wasn't shopping at the Christmas tree no, store he wasn't the uh, wolf puppy. No, 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 no. He wasn't there. He's never been there, I don't think. And so That's we, a lie. We met at an event, mm-hmm. and um, he was doing cigar trivia. And for every question that he asked, he uh, for every question that he asked, he gave out a free cigar. So he was asking, you know, like, what's Christoph named after, blah, blah, blah. And it just so happens, there were 100 guys at this event, and it just so happened that I had just read an article on Christoph the day before. I didn't know he was going to do trivia. So right. out of these 100 guys, I'm the only one who fucking studied. Uh-huh. So I'm raising my hand. I'm answering all these questions. Oh, and he's thinking, this guy knows everything. Exactly. He's thinking he just discovered, like, Will Hunting of the scar <laughs> business, right? right? When, meanwhile, I just read this stupid article. Like them apples. And so, exactly. And, yeah, do you like apples? So he, uh, I got so he's like... So it's like you researched, you just kind of screwing around, yeah, and you know you just walk into the right guy, and he was like, "Would you ever want a job?" And I'm like, "Yeah," (laughs) and he's like, "Well, what do you do now?" And I said, "Well, I work for Target." This was probably six or eight years ago that we met, and uh, it wasn't seven. It might have been. It's somewhere in the middle, maybe. And so he's like... <laughs> six or eight. I mean, could have so been six. Like, definitely was not seven. Yeah, it was <laughs> not seven. Possibly six. Even number of years. And he, and he... And so I told him, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I want a job. He's like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I, I work at Target, or I work for Target. Right. And he's thinking, like I said, like, oh, fuck, this guy's, like, bagging groceries and stuff. Right. And he's like, this cigar <laughs> savant, right? And right. I'm like, no, I just cheated. On right. the test, you and, know, and, and I don't bag, and groceries. I don't bag groceries. So he said, <laughs> "Make a resume." Show. I'm like, "Well, I, you know, I, I got a resume, mm-hmm. right?" Like, I'm, and and send it to me. And so I sent it to him, and he goes, 
there is absolutely no way I can afford you. And I said, you're totally right. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, maybe in a couple of years we can figure this out. And I said, sure, yeah. You know, like checks in yeah, the mail. Right. I'm sure I'll hear from you. Right. So I wrote my name and phone number down on a piece of paper and gave it to him. Uh, and when I ended up, a couple of years later, he called me. We stayed in touch. He called me every few months. A couple of years later, when I ended up accepting a job as their first in-house sales rep in New England, um, or in the country, um, I got to his office in Chicago. His wife cooked us dinner. Um, and Her name's Terry. Her name is Terry. She's awesome. And uh, my name and phone number written in my handwriting were taped to his computer monitor fully oh, two wow. years after meeting him. And I was going like, to say, was it tattooed on his chest? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm like, that's the guy I want to work for. You know right. what I mean? And through thick and thin from being, I was their first sales rep. My market helped pay for the next one, which helped pay for the next one. We were fully in-house. And a few years ago, I was able to step away and give up my territory and manage the company full-time with Glenn. Hmm. So. So, but you here. met him when you were at Target, and then you went to Christmas tree shops, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Yep. 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 So, um, <laughs> so, I mean, you tell your story really, really fucking fast. He talks fast. I mean, it's very fast. Yeah. You know, which is kind of crazy. I mean, okay, we well, that's it. We're 12 minutes in. And, and, I mean, I just want to refer back to when you were being headhunted with the big fish in the small pond. I, too, I caught a large fish one time. In a small pond. Thank you. Did you? Thank you. What kind of and what kind of what kind of fish was it? I don't know. I just made that story. So here, I got a question for you. What was the name of the shop that you uh, you met Glenn at? It was the the Humidor Cigar Shop, and this was their East Greenwich location. So are they? Is that like you your spot? That was that was my home shop. As a matter of fact, I bought my first premium cigar there on my 18th birthday um, with me and my with me and my best friend Kyle, whose birthday is the day before mine, and uh, we went in there. And uh, bought our first premium cigar there. What and was it? It was it was a, a crystal. Okay, of course, it was a crystal. It, honestly, and no, and there are sure, there sure are voucher. Not. There he, are people that can vouch boy. for this. He so Dave Mooney, who is the guy who is working in the store, he works for Phillips and King now. He's the husband of the owner of the shop. Uh-huh. He uh, he was recommending an Ashton White Label Churchill to right. us, and I said I've been stealing cigars out of my dad's golf bag for years since I was like 15 and he's like well it's your first cigar you should get something mild blah 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 and I'm like fuck that I want something that looks like it has balls and you know Christoph in the package it's dark it's got the pigtail the uncut foot and it looks really unapproachable Mm -hmm. and most importantly because it has the pigtail it's you don't need a cutter and I didn't want to buy a cutter because I was broke 17 year old 18 year old and so we bought two original Christoph Maduros and it kicked our Asses. Me and my buddy Kyle, who's the guy who I went, still remember to this day. And so does Dave Mooney, the guy who works at the store. Yeah, and, and that was when you knew that you needed to be in the cigar industry. No, no. That was when I was <laughs> sure I didn't want to do have anything to do with cigars ever again because I felt miserable the next day because we just, we, it was too rich for our Did you vomit? At that point. No, no. Uh, my first cigar, I definitely vomited. Yeah, yeah. That's like a pretty common experience. It's like a rite of passage. If I think. if somebody could figure out a way to not have that happen, like we would have like double the cigar <laughs> in the world right now, because a lot of guys they get that version. Yeah, they get gun shy. Well, after I mean, I one. like I was fucking stupid. I did like a Casa Magna or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, number one cigar of the year or some shit. And I'm like, okay, I'll just smoke this. <laughs> like, wow, I feel great. And then you know, I don't know, we went shopping or something. I'm like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> It's the worst, and you and can't it stop it. Yeah, and your head just like a fucking yeah. million pounds. It was miserable. I throw up after every cigar that I smoke. Do you? No. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's really that. awkward when we're driving together. It's like, Jeff, can you stop smoking in the car, please? I'm tired of you vomiting. Can we talk about the rotary? Can we talk about the rotary? 
It's a, ra- a roundabout. The roundabout? Can we talk about the roundabout? It's a roundabout. A roundabout. I feel like we need to talk about the when roundabout. You say it like that, you're supposed to drive on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the problem, right? So we were driving, okay? And just so all the listeners. I wasn't there. It's like three listeners. All three listening. of you 26, know not what I'm talking you. about. Just so all three of you know what I'm talking about. Are the authorities listening? Jeff. They are. This never happened. Jeff Groover. Is Jerry Gruber the most preposterous driver in the history of drivers? <laughs> Jeff will literally have a notepad with a pen that he's writing orders on or something, and he's got his headphones in and he's dictating text while writing. And at no point are any of his limbs touching the wheel of the fucking car. He's and it, we're careening through traffic. We're accelerating, no hands on the wheel, driving like with his knees or something. But I don't know how he's driving with his knees because he's not looking at the road because he's looking at the pad that he's writing on, <laughs> taking orders. It's terrifying. So last night, that's the broke, like fun. That's the broker that I want. Just yeah. for the record, that's so how you get shit done. It's terrifying. And my, I'm sitting there and I'm like breaking on my side of the car because I just want it all to stop. And so that's driving with Jeff Grouper. So <laughs> I like how you merged the two names. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that's Jeff Grouper. Now, when Jeff Grouper goes fully Jerry Grouper, it's a different story. It's totally like, we different. just are experimenting the road, really exploring the space. So last <laughs> night, so last, so last night, we're driving back from dinner and visiting seven shops all over the world. We ate a Ruth Chris. It was wonderful. We did eat a Ruth Chris. That's nice. Yeah. Not a Christoph expense, by the way. That was a personal expense. Yeah. Yeah. We don't get to eat at Ruth's Chris. I'm not allowed to eat for the rest of the week now. I'm yeah. on the budget. Yeah. <laughs> budget. So we are uh, going and we're approaching a rotary or a roundaboot. And uh, we see... And we're just sitting there at this yield, and I don't know what's going on because I'm not in I'm not in Jeff's head. I don't know what's going on either. And we're point. sitting there, and there's nobody coming. And I'm like, "This is a yield. Jeff's <laughs> got to know that it's not a stop. And even if it was a stop, we've been stopped for long enough to where he would have gone already. So I don't know what he's doing. And but I see the brain of Jeff at this point, Jerry Grouper. Right. I see the brain working. And I'm thinking, what are we doing? And all of a sudden, he goes, I've never seen a roundabout from the other way. And just turns left. (laughs) Just turns left. So instead of going the right way, he goes the other way. Well, he waited for another car to be coming before he made this turn. It was more of a challenge that way. And so this guy who was coming the other way. The wrong way. Well, no, the the right way, but the wrong way for us. But it's his word against ours, right? If it's around the boot, I think you're supposed to go on the other side. But also at this point, it's his word against ours, right? We're both going opposite directions. It's only the two of us. There's nobody else has social proof around him. So we're just sitting there, and this guy's looking at us like this, and we're both like, what's your problem, man? You're going the wrong way. And throw his hands up, and we took major offense. Major offense. Like, Like, what are you so mad about? Haven't you ever taken a chance in your life? Like, we want to see what this looks like. We're experimenting. (laughs) And so we both acted like he was going the wrong way, and I guarantee you this poor guy got home. And it's like, was I going the wrong way in that round? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and he's going to think about that for the rest of his life because we were so incensed that he was mad at us for doing this really stupid thing, but we both thought it was a great idea. Maybe we started a trend. Maybe now everybody's going to start going. Who knows? It'll be chaos. Well, there was still a major problem. Well, the major problem was that there was a median 
wide on the road that we were going into with right. like an eight inch curb and grass and trees and shit and then the side of the road we were supposed to be on right well having gone the wrong way in the roundabout it deposited it us on the wrong side of the road right. into oncoming traffic. Oh uh, yeah. So we <laughs> you gotta see the look we very <laughs> we very very sveltily climbed in the <laughs> off road and Rav4s are known for their off road prestige and we climbed the the curb and drove over the median horizontally and onto the right side of the road and then proceeded to our hotel. See, so, now that's the Jerry Grouper that I want on the fucking podcast. That's the guy, man. By the way, he made up that entire story. That's it never just, happened. It's not true, huh? Not true. So you well, guys... Bold deniability. So you also have said to me before that you are good friends with um, a couple of good friends of mine, Casey and Spence, right? I t- yeah, we tolerate them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tolerate. Casey yeah. from Crux and, and Spence from White Hat dis- Distribution. White. Spence is the only guy in the cigar business that literally can't say the name of the cigar company he sells for. Yeah. Like, it's Hiroshi Robaina, and he'll say it, Robaina, Robaina. (laughs) He'll say Hiroshi, and then he'll say Hirochi, and he just literally can't pronounce the name of the company he works for, which is hilarious. Maybe he just likes to mix it up. I, I don't know, but it's... Maybe the beard gets in his way you know, I think the first thing that Spence would say to you is that, first of all, that isn't the company that he works for. The company that he works for is White Hat Distribution. And then the brand under White Hat, one of them that he represents, is... The only one that he represents. He, well, Soneros <laughs> is not attached to Hiroshi It's Robana. a White Hat production. It's a White Hat production. Yeah. I think he was dropped on his head as a baby I've been, several times. I've been corrected on that, so I'm just conveying that message... Sure, and it's important in the brand in the branding of his organization <laughs> that he refers to it as White Hat. But I mean, you know, I know, we we all know. <laughs> Spencer sells Hirochi Robina <laughs> or Robina, and we all know. What he does. Uh, you want to talk about how they uh, put you in a spot when they? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It? So these fucking guys, right? <laughs> so, so See, we, we are doing an FTG. Yeah. <laughs> so we are at the uh, we are at the uh, the trade show last year, the year before, or something, and we're in the West. It was last year because it was at the Westgate. We're in the Super Sports Book like smoking room, right. and Spencer and Casey both come to hang out for a minute, and they're like we want you to show us around New England, blah, 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 because they knew I lived there. And I'm like, I'm not going to show you around, mm-hmm. but I will give you the shops to call on. I'll, I'll think about who I think your product would do well at. I said, I'll even call ahead and introduce you and let them know that you're coming in. I said, I will do everything for you, but I'm not <laughs> getting back from the most stressful week of the year for me right. where it takes the most planning and immediately going on the road with a sales rep for a company I don't work for. Right. You know what I mean? And like, so we're friends, but not what, that good. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Not that good. Exactly. And Still so not that good of friends as of today. And even more so after this. And so <laughs> I get home from the show, I'm relaxing with my girlfriend and my family and everything, and sh- uh, 9 a.m. my phone rings Monday morning and they said, "Hey, we're outside." And I'm like, "What?" And I look out the window and they're in a fucking just Ford picture Explorer. Picture them in the car just going yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. They're in a Ford. I open the curtains. Ford Explorer sitting in my driveway. They're in the passenger seats because they're like, we don't know where these stores are. And so I had to physically drive them around New England <laughs> showing them accounts when I specifically said I wasn't going to do that. 
And then every all the customers are like, Jared, what are you what are you doing here? Well, and I'm like, these fucking guys man, <laughs> wanted to meet you and they kidnapped you know, me this morning and and I'm like, they're good guys and do business with them or not. I don't care. I just <laughs> I want to go home. And so that's what we did. And they're, they're and they've never done anything for me either of them. <laughs> Between the two of them, they have done not one thing that has improved my life at all. <laughs> If anything, they've done the exact opposite of that. Yeah, they've inconvenienced me a great deal right. several times. Casey picked me up from the airport one time in Dallas where I live. And I, all I wanted was for him to bring me to my house because I live in <laughs> Dallas. And Casey had to go to a shop that was 0.3 miles away from me. Casey got lost, and it ended up taking us three times the <laughs> amount of time it should have taken us to get home from the airport to get to the store that we were going to, and he never brought me home. My, my, Marissa, my, my, Marissa, my girlfriend, had to come to the store and pick Thank me up and bring me shop. home. Casey never did. The only thing he ever thought he was going to do for me, he never even achieved that. So, yeah. No shit. Yeah, just altogether a failure. <laughs> it's, very, it's just a very one-sided friendship. Oh, that is fucking fantastic. And his brother, or his, or, um, his family has a shop in Minnesota, Tobacco Grove, which mm -hmm. is, like, fucking incredible. Like, it's an awesome, awesome, awesome store. And... His father's Hulk Hogan. I've <laughs> wanted to... I've Yeah. And I've wanted to get into that store forever. And I'm like, Casey, Jeff, who owns Crux Cigars, is your partner and family member. Right. And he owns Tobacco Grove, and we don't sell our cigars in Tobacco Grove. Right. You can finally do something for me. Right. And Casey was like, yeah, sure, I'll take care of it. And meanwhile, fast forward a year, <laughs> we're still, still not, still we still weren't in Tobacco Grove. So I'm like, fuck you. And I got on a plane, <laughs> I got on a plane and flew to Minnesota. And I'm in Starbucks in the Minnesota airport. And Casey texts me and he goes, hey, are you at Starbucks in the Minnesota airport? And I turn around, I'm like, oh, hey, Casey. And he's like, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm flying out to Florida or something like that. I'm like, oh, cool. He's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm going to go fucking call on your, <laughs> on your shop here because you still haven't been able to get me in and you own it. You know, like, or you, you know, Casey doesn't own it, but his, you know, his family does. So I'm like, so I went and now we sell Kristoff in that store. You know, no thanks um, to no thanks, no to, thanks to Casey. He literally did nothing. For me. <laughs> literally did nothing zero. for me. Yep. Oh, that is fucking. So fantastic. the only favor that he could have possibly biz benefited me in the business world, he shit his pants on immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. That is fantastic. Yeah. So that explains that our friendship. It's very one-sided, and uh, neither of them have ever done anything for me. Casey's podcast was kind of reserved too. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But we were still a little, uh, we were kind we were of very new. green. We were yeah. very new there. Yeah. 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 yeah, you guys seem to have your stuff together. And he, well, uh, okay. Casey sat in on, uh, on Spencer's too, and that didn't help either. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I feel like the, it, like the first, I mean, what, like, even 10 podcasts were kind of rough. But like, if, you know, like, you kind of had to get punched in the mouth. Like anything in life. Like, you needed right, that yeah. experience, right? And you can't, it's like you could take them down, but who the what kind of fucking fun is that? Right. Just leave them up there and just let them sit. Just let them go. Just let them bleed. And like just the let them bleed. Just let them bleed. Oh, the first one, it sounds so bad. Like De Niro and Heat, when the guy's fucking around, he fucking decks him. He says, no, just stand there. And just let it let it bleed. <laughs> just let it bleed. <laughs> Don't touch oh, it. Is this the time when we're going to start doing a movie? Uh, you know, no, I thought, no. I thought, because the reference, it was like a segue for us to... Start no, sorry, People no segue. 
talking about? <laughs> oh, they're gonna start doing the movie quotes. <laughs> we can well, start now. So, so you're the vice president, huh? You're like, yeah, you're yeah. We never really said that. Yeah, so. I, yeah. So I, um, picture in a magazine. I've always sort of been He's like quietly in the background. You right. know what I mean? Like. Hiring and training and managing the sales reps and and I have a really solid partner Ward in the in the office. He's the operations manager, and so he uh, he is able to man measure everything that I need to get measured for the sales reps to make sure they have the information they need on the accounts and stuff like that. So I've always been kind of an infrastructure guy. That's kind of always been what's important to me. Oh, um, oh, that's new. I haven't look, even seen that this, yet. This, oh. look, look, so get him out of So Mr. Palmer just handed me was his tobacco business. Tobacco yeah. business. I've never fucking heard of him, but apparently we have the magazine. We have the magazine. And here you are. Your hand looks abnormally fucking large in so, Look at you, you're so handsome. And you have tiny hands. That's a good picture. It's I don't fantastic. have tiny hands. It's so. like a three-page interview with his uh, how he runs the sales department. Yeah, but I guarantee you there is nothing in this interview about Casey and Spencer. No, nothing about Casey. Not no, one fucking not, thing. I, no, they get, no, no, not in public. <laughs> not in the public space at all. So... And so the funny thing is about that. So tobacco business is is legit. It covers um, real deal. Cigar, said real deal. Never yeah. Fucking, yeah, yeah. It covers the cigar business, but it's not just cigar business. It's are they new? It's um, I think relatively, but not like super super new. Um, is there an issue number or something on it? Volume number twenty. Volume twenty one, number three, May June twenty eighteen. So there, but they cover tobacco, e-cigarettes, cigarette business. They carry like everything, not just premium cigars. Gotcha. Um, and they do marketing, and it's like it's it's real deal. Like it's pretty. I just never read magazines. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should read tobacco business. But hey, I read it. I read your interview. It was a very no, good interview. What's cool is they actually sent it to Postania Cigars, oh. which is interesting. Well, I think they spelled it wrong. So they're very, uh, so they're, so the guy, Ben, who's like the, uh, the editor or whatever, mm -hmm. um, is a super good guy, super yeah. nice guy, but he's really polite, really polished. He's uh British too. So that always like adds like that other level of like politeness right. and polish. So we did this whole interview, which was like an hour and change or something like that with like a million questions that I prepared for and things like that and didn't prepare for largely. <laughs> and right. um, we do the thing and at the end of it, he's like, you know, Mr. Trudeau, like, thank you so much for doing this interview as I'm in sales and so is the, uh, the guy who was with Antoine. He's like, and we sell ads and stuff like that and some of this stuff really helps and we appreciate it and uh, hopefully we can use a lot of this interview. And I said, well, what do you mean? Like, hopefully you can use it. I just did this whole fucking interview. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, well, I don't know if you know this, Mr. Trudeau, but you're, par but you're partial to quite a bit of profanity. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> like, I should have thought about this. Like, this is print media. So there was, so like, they asked like my top three like sales tips, right? And every single one of my sales reps has heard this before. And it's, and it's show up, don't be a dick, and ask for something. Yeah. And that's my three things that I tell right. every sales rep when I hire them. I said, if you show up, if you're not a dickhead, and if you ask for an order, you're gonna be better than 80% of the sales reps. If right. you do that with any sort of acumen, you'll be better than all the sales reps in your market. Right. And so they asked me that, I told them that exactly. And so they did show up, act and be professional. I'm like, no, that's like the <laughs> most that you could possibly do. If you act and be professional, that's like, next you're level. a rock star, let next level shit. I'm saying the bare minimum, like right. don't be a dick. No, what's the company motto? Quality, consistency, availability. No, the one we made up. Oh, <laughs> the cutting edge of mediocre, Jeff. Well, that describes our 
That describes our relationship. Understood. The cutting edge of mediocre. That's our performance in this market. Um, <laughs> Jerry Grouper. By the way, I do have a very important question. Sure. What direction do you think that Ben drives on a roundabout? Does he make a left or does he make a right? Well, because oh, he's English. Ah. Uh, mm. Okay. I, don't know. I guess it depends bubble. on what fucking country he's in. Yeah, you would think that that would cut <laughs> way in into his decision. That has nothing to do with None the way you drive on a roundabout. Jerry because Gruber. we were in the U.S. last night and we were going the English route. I mean, we're just, Jared was in the U.S. We don't know where the fuck you were. Yeah, you were somewhere else. <laughs> I really, and I just saw you like just your brain just like just I really want to do this like this <laughs> internal monologue of like I really want to go the wrong way in this, this roundabout. This is like a great idea. But I really shouldn't because that way is sh- certain death. And then yeah, but you just did it anyway. So we good on it. good on you, man. Yeah, we, we made, made it. it. Nicely done. Yeah. You know, there are other stories that I have about Jerry Gruber, but I won't bring them to light. We'll have to have you come back on. Maybe we'll do a redemption, a redemption for with Jerry, Jerry Gruber. Gruber. Uh, oh. That would be cool. Get him, you know, maybe get him a little drunk we, prior to. Yeah, like we, we've started redoing some of the batter. Batter? Is that a word? Batter? batter. We only batter. had one. That was, I think it's more I mean, worser. More worser. Like English exactly. fish and chips has batter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the uh, one bad interview we had, we redid. Yeah, and it, it turned and out really do, well. And it's doing really well, too. Yeah. It's doing really well. Yeah. What is this called? What is this? Podcast? A Cigar Hustlers the podcast. The big sign on the wall. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Talk yeah. Unprofessional. Yeah. That's cool. I should have known that. I mean, I we did the whole, I'm, and this is, a, you know, the beginning. He was like, and I'm like, this is a Cigar Hustlers yeah. podcast, you know? I was listening. You said it at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's I got mean, a great memory. Unit. He's got a great memory. <laughs> he said that before. Mm-hmm. All right, so you want to get to the, what are the questions? What are we smoking? Let's, what are we smoking? Oh, yeah, what are we smoking? What are we smoking? Here, there's your shameless plug for you. So, for this is, uh, so Mike and I are smoking the uh, Christoph Connecticut Which is Corona. really fucking good. The yeah. Corona, and and other Mike is smoking the Habano, Habano Corona. It's very good also. So, this is a size that's really important. Does no one care what I'm because, smoking? And Jeff is here also, <laughs> in case anybody <laughs> would have forgot. And so... <laughs> And so, um, just so very quiet, Jeff. So back to the podcast. <laughs> what, are you, um, what are you smoking, Jerry? Mm. I'm smoking the uh, original Criollo Torpedo. Which Je- Je- Jerry Grouper and the Criollo Torpedo both have in common a long, thin head. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Thanks. Grouper is smoking the Christoph equivalent of himself. <laughs> Thanks, Tabitha. Yeah. <laughs> so. <gasps> Anyways, uh, so this Corona is a new skew that we came out with. It comes in a little tray that's one and a half boxes wide. Um, and it has the Connecticut, the Habano, and the original Maduro all in Corona sizes. And these are designed to be sold sub $6, right? So $5.75 yeah. or $6. That's what the retail is? Wow. The retail, which is an aggressive price point for a Corona. And it's, a, and it's because we originally, like maybe four or five years ago, we had released Coronas that were selling at $7.99, $8.99. Right. Um, and just... If you can get a Robusto for nine ninety nine, you're gonna buy a Robusto over a Corona. Right. Well, right. Some, some. The majority will, yeah. The majority will. The average cigar smoker, the cigar right. nerds, right, will will pay for the Corona. will pay for the Corona because yeah. they know there's value in that size. I wanted to do one that merged it, right? So if it's really hot outside, or if you like smaller vitolas and you want to buy it at a price point, and not feel like you're getting wrecked over right. it by by spending three dollars more for a Corona that that when you could just get a Robusto. Um, I wanted to do this. In the, so one of the ways that we did that was by streamlining the packaging and doing it in a tray, um, replenishing it in bundles, and also we negotiated the price down for that size because of the, 
tobacco differences and things like that. So well, that's coming pretty, after that's, you, AJ, last call. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty smart. Actually. Yeah, and 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 we waited until everybody discontinued their Coronas. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So now there's so before Corona was the size that people were just like Coronas just really don't sell in my store. Right now. We bring these into customers, and customers are like, "Oh yeah, sign me up." There's no Coronas out there anymore. It's like, right. yeah, because nobody fucking bought them right. over the last decade. You know what I mean? But right. now there's so few out there that we want it to be in there, and we want it to be in there at an aggressive price point. So that sold it's a re and they sold out very, very quickly. Um, it's really good. And and I think it's I think this Connecticut is probably the best smoking cigar that we have that yeah. we're making right now. I mean, I think it's delicious. Well, in our defense, in the sellout, we only had the one. Just tray. one bundle? We had one tray. We had the sample tray, and it sold out immediately. <laughs> yeah. Back order coming to a retailer near you in about seven, eight months. Seven or eight months. Seven or eight months. Fantastic. No, they're shipping right now. You can buy them. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, like, um, I go to City Walk a lot with my kids, Universal, because it's really close to my house. Yeah. And I always need, like, a, a short, quick smoke. This is perfect. So it's kind of a pain in the ass. Like, I've been, I mean, I've been looking for stuff that's fairly inexpensive, that's not huge, because if I got a bail on it, if, I'm, if we decide to go in the park or whatever, you got to fucking put it down, right? So yeah. yeah, this is definitely a good fit for that. Yeah, and I was sick of buying them, right? Like I was like we they we used to make Coronas. They would send me three bundles of Criollo, three bundles of Maduro with no bands on them right. every month to my house. We never sold them. We didn't make them. Nothing. It was just for me. Right. Just smoking and, up the profits. And I just started. Yeah, that's my whole gig, right? Yeah. So I and I would take them with me when I traveled because. When you do a sales call, like I only see some of these accounts once, twice a year. Right. And they want to sit down and smoke a cigar and hang out and talk for a minute. And so I don't want to rob them of, of, of like, I don't want to feel like it's a, like a shysty sales call where I come right. in with my sales rep, take an order, thank her for the business and leave. I want right. to hang out and get We've to know them and done that all week. learn their business. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Because nobody <laughs> wants to spend time with you. Well, you know, it's 100%. <laughs> 100%. And so, so I brought these Coronas with me from home right. so that we could smoke, so that I could smoke with every customer. And it takes 25, 35 minutes, and then we can go on the road without feeling like right. we just popped in, got an order, got what we wanted, and right. said thank you very much, see you in the morning, you know? And Jerry's actually smoking, which is, which is a fucking anomaly in itself. Yeah, he, he has yeah. the biggest cigar at the table. Too. You, you bring the best Thank out you. of him. Thanks for noticing. Yeah, for exactly. the first time in his life. First time in his life. You should have saw <laughs> that banana earlier. <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's kind of fucking. I couldn't tell you the last time I seen Jerry smoke. Yeah, he's a consummate professional. He's just a business. Well, but business. between the note taking and the texting, and he doesn't have a free hand to hold the cigar in the car. Right. I know. I so, want to get one of those like harmonica things, you know, to hold my cigar, <laughs> so cigar. to continue doing what I'm doing, and then still have the cigar right at you know my yeah. face, and that'd be awesome. Yeah. But getting back to what you were saying before, it's definitely difficult as far as like not being a local guy going into an area wanting to touch as many consumers as you, as you possibly can. That sounds really creepy. And well, you know, you got to reach out to them, reach, whatever, whatever you want to twist it as much as you want. Fuck you. <laughs> you there's that. one solid theme this morning, and it's, it's so you know. But like, because I mean, I I feel that pressure too. Like you know, you go out, you got a couple events or whatever. You want to hit those other shops too, and then you still miss a couple. And yeah. you know, like, I'll just smoke in the rental. I don't give a fuck. I'll take the cigar with me. But you know, this definitely makes sense as far as the size. If yeah. you have to get, if you got a bail on, it's not the end of the world. And it's hard because it's like, honestly, in in and I. I'm a firm believer in, I'm, like I said, I've always been an infrastructure guy. I've always been the kind of guy that I just, I manage the business. I try to give my reps what they need to succeed. I don't try to do their jobs for them. I don't micromanage. I don't do any right. of that stuff. They're adults getting paid well to do a job, and, right. and I expect them to do that. 
That being said, when I'm in a market working with sales reps, I really want to make sure that I'm hearing what the customers are saying. And right. I only have a split second to, you know, I walk in and immediately you get judged by by the customer. You right. know what I mean? And they have some sort of opinion about you. And I only have 25, 35 minutes to build an opinion where I can add, where I, the customer leaves, where when we leave, the customer has the opinion that I'm adding value right. to their business, whether directly or indirectly through supporting my sales rep. You know what I mean? Right. And I really think that that's important. Customers aren't going to come to an event because like if you said if you went into your bank and it was like oh this guy's the regional manager you'd be like yeah fuck you here's my deposit <laughs> you know what I mean nobody cares if I'm we're not going to sell double the cigars because Jeff and I are both at an event right what we're going to do is make deals that we might not be able to make otherwise we're going to get to I'm going to be able to see what he's doing in his market that works to right. bring to my other sales reps I'm going to be able to help him solve problems with problems accounts stuff like that so that's really where I add value the, the whole idea that sales managers or vice president of sales or whatever are like, you know, a draw for an event. It's just bullshit. We're right. just a, a guy. Our job isn't that. That's the owner's job. That's the sales reps. I want the sales reps to be the rock stars. Right. I want to help them do their job better and help our customers make more money. That's what my job is. So is Jeff, is Jeff the number one rock star or no? Jeff, no oh, far from no, it. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> I didn't think so. Yeah, Tom Jeff's right at the cutting edge of mediocre. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right at the, cu no. the cutting edge. Jeff, yeah. let me tell you. So I have, I have my, the entire company is in-house except for Florida. Jeff is the only independent rep that works for us because um, Jeff is spectacular, is a spectacular independent rep he's a, even as a as an in-house rep he would be great but right. he refuses and has told us no 50,000 times well, so and you're a liar you've asked what you can do to make me more successful I apparently need a driver and you still have yet to <laughs> provide a driver record. yeah that's yeah. what yeah to make Jeff more successful and to keep Jeff alive for an extended <laughs> period of time we really need to get him a chauffeur or something like anyway, that. or a right. Tesla you got to buy a Tesla with the self-driving thing that would be awesome that's a good idea for you. I mean, he's a DUI away from a uh, fucking driver. Yeah. Yeah. You know oh I mean? man. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. It's it's gonna happen it, naturally. He get Uber. <laughs> it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna just get Uber from chef to chef. Mm -hmm. You know how expensive that shit would be. I really oh thought that chauffeur. was like, can, is there like an Uber level, like diamond, platinum, emerald level or something where you pay like five or ten thousand dollars a year and then you, I wouldn't have oh, to have unlimited. a car. Right. Oh, and like yeah. no gas and no one. you got to find a retired guy that'll work for cigars. Right. That'll drive you around like, for yeah. a box of cigars a week or something like that. We're going to Pensacola yeah. today and the guy's like, fuck you, no we're not. And I'm like, uh, check the status. I'm diamond, diamond emerald. Yeah, that, that would never work. We'll get in the car. That's, yeah. that's, Here's yeah. a cigar. It's a horrible idea. No, you need to find a customer in a store that's retired and does doesn't mind visiting shops and just loves visiting cigar shops every day, and that will drive you, drive around, you around for a couple boxes of cigars yeah. a month. If any of the three people listening uh, are up for the task, just call me. Reach and, out. Yeah. Reach out to Jerry. You can hook him up with Dennis. Hashtag add Jerry Grouper. Hook him up with Hashtag, Dennis. Yeah, add Jerry, add Jerry Grouper, 6969. Old man Dennis. That they'd be dead in fucking one well, day. He's got the three days for dialysis, but he's good the other days. Yeah, you know, was that like Monday, Thursday? Fucking Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Yeah. Tuesday, Thursday, <laughs> he can drive. Yeah, there you go. Got a really old guy. Deal. That's a move, man. All right, so we got some questions. We got some questions, standard questions we ask every guest that comes on. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> we don't give you any advance notice. <laughs> well, you know, you don't listen to the podcast. You don't know the fucking name of it, for God's sakes. No. You know, so. He still and, and there's a three by five sign on the wall. Yeah. Okay, anyway, first question. Uh, what one person, living or dead, would you like to share a cigar with? Um, I think Winston Churchill would probably be pretty cool. Yeah. I think that would be a cool one. But honestly, 
Because he smokes cigars. I think that's probably why I said that's that. That's the fucking problem. We yeah. had that same answer yesterday yeah. for the same reason. Yeah. I, but you know what? Let me think. Oh, you know who would be really cool? Uh, who's that? Uh, Caligula. <laughs> I think Caligula, who named his horse a senator, was such a psychopath. I would love to have a cigar with Caligula and find out what his Just story was. Just chat with him. Yeah, man. Yeah, cigars is what he was smoking. Will you yeah. please ask me that same question so I can answer? We did ask you that question. Ask me again. Oh, ask you again. Sorry. Uh, Mr. Groover, what one person living or dead would you like to share a cigar with? Definitely an alive person. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. That would be very fun. No, you would just put it in their mouth and they would just smell. It's weird. And like just rock. Push on them and get them to inhale and exhale. Yeah. Okay. So All right. Definitely uh, an alive person. Yeah. Caligula, though. That's who I right. want to have. Nice. Next nice. question. That, that's a good answer. <laughs> uh, what's the best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? Um, the best piece of advice came from a guy named Lenny Thompson, who was my first manager at, tar- at Target. He was. Uh, he was, had been in the retail, he was about 60, almost 70 years old, and he was in the retail business, and I mentioned just offhand, hey, I'm gonna, and I, hey, I'm gonna, you know, maybe I can impact this at the corporate level, and uh, Lenny said, I've been in this business for 50 years, and I haven't been able to fix it. You don't know shit. And he said, and you don't know what you don't know yet, so shut the fuck up and listen. And that was the best advice I ever had. Know what you, kind of know what you don't know, right. and that you always don't know shit. And as long as you approach life never knowing anything about anything and not pretending like you know anything, you will learn a lot and people will tell you what they want. Conscience and conscious incompetence. Exactly. Oh, it's like mediocre. Uh, Cutting edge mediocre. Yes. Yeah. That's where you live. Just don't know anything ever. It's right. a very stress-free way to live your life. Okay. <laughs> just, you know, I'm not accountable to anything because I don't know <laughs> I don't anything know at any at time. And I'm always learning. It's like every day is my first day. It's awesome. All right. What's your <laughs> fantastic... <laughs> What's your favorite cigar? Not that we make, or just period. Yeah, in the answer world. the question, please. <laughs> my favorite cigar, my favorite cigar of all time, is uh, the Partagas One Hundred and Fifty Lancero. No shit. I think, and I and I I used to have a couple, and I smoked them for special occasions or something like that. And last year, a guy in Texas was asking me what I like, and I said, I'm a big Cameroon guy, I really like Cameroon, and he said, what's your favorite Cameroon? I said, the Partagas 150, specifically the Lancero, which they made the fewest amount of boxes of, of a really, of a $30 cigar when it came out, right? Right. And uh, he got up and walked out, and he came back 15 minutes later, and he gave me a Partagas 150 Lancero, and it was like, and I sat there, I'm like, can I smoke this with you? And he's like, yeah. It was like an older guy, and I was like, this is fucking unbelievable. Oh. That's my favorite cigar of all time. So what do you mean, was he a retailer? Or? No, he was a customer. Just a but dude. He was a customer, dude, but he was a collector who had, it, it at a Club Humidor in Houston, or in uh, San, Antonio, San Antonio, which is a huge, huge operation. It's a, mm. a beautiful stores. And uh, this guy has a stand-up cabinet humidor in every one of the club humidor stores. They have locker members, and then they have this guy, oh, wow. whose name is Dan. Um, Dan Cruz is his name. And he had the stand-up humidor. He invited, that down. <laughs> he invited us to his office, which is gorgeous, and he has a smoking conference room in his office that's right down the street, and he had, like, crazy stuff in there, like old, old, old So he stuff. went there to probably, go get the part, I guess. Probably, but that's my favorite cigar. That's my favorite cigar of all time. Nice. Very nice. He's nailing them. He is. Uh, what fictional character would you like to share a cigar with? What fictional character? Uh-huh. Um, shit. Let me think about that. Fictional character. Book, movie. Step Brothers. Book, movie. Yeah. 
Um, TV show? Comic? I guess I would like to have a cigar with... Do you know... Did you ever see The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Yes. Yeah. Do you know Sean Connery's character in that movie? Uh-huh. Yeah. Who's the, like, hunter or safari guy who, like... What is his... Do you remember what his I name... I don't remember the character's name, What character name, he no. was? Nope. We can find it real fast. Yeah. Neither do I. Truth machine. If one of the three customers listening right now call in with the answer, you win a... This isn't live. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> Great job, Jeff. You're just smooth. you're just hitting him out of the park today. Fucking smooth. You're just, you're just, what, if, what if I call in right now? Can I win my own five pack? Yeah, sure. No problem. Sweet. Give you a five pack right now. What's what's the phone number? And who was the what's captain? The <laughs> who was the captain that piloted that crazy submarine too? Fucking going on the truth machine. Um, well, crap! Now I gotta find two things. Oh man. My girlfriend just texted me. I need to go to Africa. <laughs> Do you, are you is that like, where she is? Does she need a ride? Or no, something? look at this. I need to go to Africa. Is what <laughs> no context whatsoever. So, so you need to respond with a simple K. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Call me when yeah, you get exactly. back. Yeah, exactly. Call me when you get back. I don't know what that could be about. That's what cool. is that? What? But was he a fake? I, I'm trying to remember if he was a oh, fake. Uh, character. Alan Quartermain. Alan Quartermain. And the guy who drove the submarine was Captain Nemo. Yes. That guy, Sean Connery's character in A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, would be the guy that I would do. Fucking insane. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you do, huh? Yep. I like that guy. And he was the protagonist of the 1885 novel King Solomon's Mines and its yes, sequels. Yeah, there was a series of movies yes. uh, that he so, wasn't in. Them, so what about him, specifically? But that not that guy, but that guy portrayed by Sean Connery. Okay. I think I mostly want to have a cigar with Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. I think that's what it is. But no, that guy was like what a, a safari, adventuring, like right. world traveling, like Indiana Jones guy before Indiana yeah, Jones ever made, existed. He was, he was the Indiana Jones. He could oh, he could do a there. safari and stuff like that. I just think that her. that would be really really cool. Or huh. or or secondary answer, um, the guy, the protagonist of the Divine Comedy. Yeah. Yes. What's his name? <laughs> well, it's supposed to be Dante Alighieri. It's supposed to be the guy who wrote it, but searching for his long lost love or something like that. But he went through literally the bowels of hell right. and, and through purgatory and through heaven. I think that would be really, really cool and interesting to talk to that guy. Fucking answers are fantastic. They are. They're very good. I mean, this is, this is one of the easiest podcasts I've I wish ever we had done. another question. Yeah. Well, no, final question people, is: How do people get a hold of you? Yeah. Your your uh, social media. So stuff. my social media is Christoph Jared Trudeau on Facebook, uh, on Instagram it's at Jared Christoph Cigars. How's it spelled? Uh, J A R R I D. Right. Is my is how you spell my first name. Um, and uh, our Instagram for Christoph, obviously like Christoph Cigars, follow us on Facebook, and then on Instagram it's at Christoph underscore Cigars. And on Grinders it's uh, <laughs> clown. Uh, cold. <laughs> it's gross. I don't know what grinder is. That's fantastic that you do. Mm-hmm. Frank yeah. told me. <laughs> yeah, I get it. The road is lonely, Jeff. Road is lonely. <laughs> That's what he's doing on that damn very, phone very when he's driving lonely. around. That's true. He's just swiping. <laughs> just swiping. He's just hoping for it. That's why he has to pee at every truck stop we drive past. And I'm like, that's a long pee, Jeff. You've been in there for 15 minutes. I've learned a lot of hand signals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Well, hey, thank you very much for coming yes, on the show. Thank you very I know much. that you're a lot of fun. You're busy and you, you got a lot going on. <clears throat> so, um, and and Jerry, thank you for being almost on time today. It was very nice of you. I did my best. Like that was pretty yes. fucking good. We were on it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And we'll have to, we'll have to do this edge. again and hang out. And Cutting edge. <laughs> yeah, what you lack in natural ability, you make up for it with effort and enthusiasm. And we appreciate that very much, Joe. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> I think that was a backhanded compliment. It sure was. Sure. It sure was. How, like, did you just pull that out off the cuff? I mean, you've said that before. Oh, yeah, I've said that before. Yeah. yeah. He said that, that, that to everybody. Nice. Yeah. That's that a standard. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, faced with relentless incompetence. I always have that one in the holster. Man, <laughs> thank God we got this recorded. I go back to that and fucking, you know, yeah. revisit until I have it memorized. Yeah, no, that's a good one to remember. I said it to my brother every mm-hmm. day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where he's at, but he's liking yeah, all my Instagram stuff at the moment. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sitting in a fucking... Sitting around the doctor's office. Yeah, exactly. Whenever he wants to race that Corvette against the RAV4, I'll take him any day. See, there's the story. Oh, there it is. There's the story. He wouldn't talk about it. I, no, I think we told it. He, no, no, he downplayed it. He's uh, like, oh, and I just got lucky and I caught a light. He didn't catch a fucking light. He ran a red light. Did not. Probably went I the wrong totally, way. Totally. He went the wrong way. Totally he flat out... Jeff, Jeff must win. Would you like to tell the story, or do you want me to tell the story? I thought the podcast was ending. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time. <laughs> see, see, that's, that, that's what I get. Like the stonewalled. You, yeah. If I don't leave you wanting more, I'm not doing my job correctly. So what's fantastic is like I hope that the three listeners listen to this and then go back to the the Jerry Grouper Jeffrey Groover Jeffrey Groover podcast and then hear the difference in the person because it's so ridiculously significant. What was Jeff? What was Jeff saying? You know, was he pulling like a Belichick and just being like, "I just like selling cigars, and I'm thankful to be here." We're on to the next account. Pretty, uh, well, I mean, it, we're on it to was, the next account. It was, it was a little more elaborate than that, but you know, uh, it was more political. I felt like you know oh, he really? was running for office. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, he said a lot of uh, a lot of facts, a lot of good things about him, but it was only the good things. Right. 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 Vote for Jerry Grouper. <laughs> Vote for Jerry <laughs> Grouper. Right in a right in candidate. A right in candidate. Yeah. I could win. Yeah, I think. I, oh, I, definitely, I you can win. You like Captain America. <laughs> All right, so um, is that it? That's it. We're done. And then we have the thing on the end. Yeah, well, but unless you want to say it again. Oh, that's okay. I'll skip it this time. All right, that's it. All that's right. That's it, folks. Show's over. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can leave them on our Facebook page at Cigar Hustlers Podcast. You can follow the show on Instagram at Cigar Hustlers Podcast. You can follow Mikey at Cigar Hustler. And you can follow myself at Florida Cigar Club underscore Mike on Instagram. Make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe on whatever provider you listen to the show at. Thanks for listening. You better run, you better do what you can.